we are back again. For the third time. Again, again. Right. <laughs> we don't know what's going on today, so let me go ahead and give y'all the background on that. Yes. We literally had technical difficulty after technical difficulty. We had somebody in here mm-hmm. on our slot time. We'll start from this morning. This morning. <laughs> With the storm. Let's start there. Exactly. Like, that storm that we had this morning would have stopped anybody from leaving the house, but we still kept pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And... It literally just took a lot Hit for us traffic, to get here. traffic, a long road, and then finally got here, Had was supposed to be here at a certain time, but the other people before us literally went over, so they had two hours. <laughs> we were waiting the whole time. And then getting here, now y'all can't hear us on live. Then so. tried to do it in the car. Still tried to press through. We tried to just trying to get this word to y'all. That's kingdom. how you to know Satan got is attacking you. So we got told, a blessing yeah. coming, baby. Yeah, With absolutely. our names on it. After all this we've been through just to do this message. Absolutely. So shout out to Chrisenda for putting us you. on and just Creasy. making sure we were right. We love you. Oh, Lord. Okay. So hopefully y'all will be able to hear us now. We're going to get into this word. So let me scoot over so y'all can see everybody in here. Okay. So let's start over and reintroduce you since they couldn't hear so our first in-studio guest is the fabulous pastor carmelite lofton um let me give y'all a background on her she was born and raised in new orleans and she's an ordained pastor she recently moved to um dallas she's a mother of two children kiana and carrie and she's a mother-in-law to briante and jeffrey she went from high school dropout to getting a bachelor's degree. What was your bachelor's in? Business administration. Okay, and then um, you got a master's after that. Yes. And what is that in? Nonprofit management. Okay, so from high school dropout <clears throat> to bachelor's degree to master's <laughs> degree, and <laughs> we've been laughing, so our throats yeah. are, are yes. out of there. <laughs> so, okay, high school dropout to bachelor's degree to master's degree, and you also have written four books. Yes, I have. Okay, tell us about those four books. What are they called? Uh, New Beginnings, Turning Pain into Purpose, okay. um, which shows um, how when God, everything that you're going through, if you give it to God, he can turn it into your purpose. Okay. Um, Unforgiveness, the fatal distraction, where I went through this whole season of having to forgive people who had hurt me um then i have um the wilderness which is a detour to greatness which is which means that when we go through the wilderness god is not trying to kill us he's trying to get something off of us and Mm. get something in us okay and the final one is uh, matters of the heart where we are just examining our heart to make sure that our hearts are not holding anything that would stop us from being who god called us to Mm, be i like that okay okay All right, so we are going to go over her testimony that she wants to give today. So the title of this episode, episode five, is Mother of Kingdoms, Mm -hmm. The Power of Redemption, because, which we'll talk about in a minute, which Ebony will tell you, she basically said after reading Carmelite's history or her testimony or her bio, um, she just thought of the word redeemed or redemption and she thought specifically about a person in the bible which we'll get into later so let's talk about how god redeemed you so starting from childhood until you dropped out of high school <clears throat> what was going on during that time period in your life <clears throat> excuse me again all the laughter um so I grew up in a home where um, I had a mother and a father, but I did not feel much love in the home. So I had been molested when I was four years old. 
Um, I got pregnant when I was 16 years old, so I had, um, an, I was an unwed mother, so I, it looked like my life was turning into a statistic, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, I was going to be poor and babies and right. all of those <laughs> things, and um, I was a re very rebellious teenager because we, I did not know that it was the lack of healing from the molestation that nobody talked about that caused me to be very promiscuous, you know, to uh, live a life just was completely, <clears throat> excuse me, outside of God's purpose mm -hmm. and plan for my life. And so um, then I had two more children. All of them were for the same man. But then I get from being um, unloved in the house to looking for love in all the wrong places, finding this man who becomes my abuser. And so um, I went through just years and years of abuse, years and years of not knowing who I was, years and years of um, you know, go to church a little bit, not really knowing God, you know, just going, trying to find some kind of peace, right. uh, some kind of something. Um, and then um, just living a, a, a complete, utterly failed life. Right. And then um, my son got sick, and um, he was seven, seven and a half years old, and the doctor's you know, told us that he would only live for like six months. He lived for two and a half years. But during that time, I had given my life back to God. Okay. I had become this on-fire Christian that wanted everybody to know the good news of the gospel. Right. <clears throat> so when people told me, hey, your son is sick, but God can heal him. And so I believed that. And so that's what I stood on for those two and a half years. And then Kevin passed away. And so now I'm left with this giant gaping hole in my testimony mm -hmm. that says, okay, God, you can heal him, but why didn't you? Right. So I began to blame God. And so I walked away from God. Um, I just started living my life like I didn't care anymore. But all the time, God was wooing me back to him. All the time, he just never gave up on me. I, You know, all the time, if, if this makes any sense, I still felt his love, right. even though I knew that my sins separated, separated me from him. Gotcha. So how long did, uh, were you away from God, or did you walk away from him? <laughs> Probably about seven or eight years okay. it was a it was a while and that's right after your son died. that was right after my son passed away okay. yes okay so when that happened can you explain basically the road to redemption or the road to being restored your relationship being restored back with christ okay so when i when i realized that god was not a taker that God is a giver, that he did not take my son's life. The disease did. It was not God's will. It was not his, um, he didn't take any pleasure in seeing me suffer the way that I suffered. Right. And so when I rededicated my life back to God, um, it was hard because I still had this lack of trust in him. I still, I was serving, I was going to church, I was praying, I was sewing, I was doing all of those things, but I didn't trust God because, I mean, I couldn't trust him for anything, so I lived this life that, that I like to call I existed, but I did not live because I got up every morning, if something good happened, hallelujah, if something didn't happen, hallelujah, so I wasn't expecting anything, and so God began to 
Um, when I begin to pray, what's happening? Why is my life like this? Why am I not seeing the power that you said that we walk in? Why am I not walking in that authority? And God began to show me through his Holy Spirit that there is a, this lack of trust. Mm -hmm. You don't trust me. And because you don't trust me, you can't receive anything for me, from me. So I, that began my road to redemption where I just had to spend all of this time really pouring my heart out to God, really telling him how I feel and how I felt and how, you know, that broke my heart and, you know, why did it happen and all of those things and, God, why did this happen and that happen? And so um, that's how the redemption came where you may not quite understand what has taken place, but if you know that God loves you, and that it is not his desire to see you suffer, that he's not sitting there, he's not punishing you for anything, he's not making you pay for the sins that you've committed or anything like that, that we live in a fallen world where the enemy is here to kill, steal, and destroy. It was not my fate that let my son die. It was not my lack of faith that let him die. Um, and so the, the road to redemption was a one-on-one -on -one. and I, I I know that that's what's lacking in the kingdom now people that's why I'm so big on do you know God for yourself right because that's where the the healing right the the layers came off you know the bitterness the unforgiveness and all of those things so you say the layers came off so based on what you just said do you think you at that point had a hardened heart? You had hardened oh your heart. Oh my God, so hard! It okay. was just I was I was so nice on the outside, but I was so dead on the inside. Okay, you said a really important thing. I think we talked about this last time about basically how I am. So uh, me and Ebony talked about this not too long ago about how we are with each other. That's how we are with the Father. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, I've had a history of you know hiding feelings, holding on to stuff, holding things on the inside, and not expressing how I feel. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do. That's how I am with God. Like, I don't, I felt bad for telling him how I truly felt, even though obviously he already knows, but I don't know how to express, oh, I'm mad at you. How did you let this, how did you let this happen? Mm -hmm. Or I'm bitter. This is what I'm feeling. Like, I don't know how to express those to him. And I also don't express it to the people around me because I'm holding on to things. Like, I'm an introvert. I hold on to those feelings. It's very hard for me to tell people how I truly feel. Mm -hmm. So I've been on a road of, basically like you said removing those layers trying to open up my heart specifically to to god because he already knows the feelings but he needs you to have a true conversation with him about where you're coming from what feelings you're having because if you can't have that he can't begin the healing process that's like right. he said that's, that's right. so that is very important what you said about how you had to peel back those layers mm -hmm. and that's what started your road to redemption yes um so that was very good okay so for the people who are dealing with loss, grief, um, a loved one has died or they've lost someone very important and very close to them, um, what are some of the things you did to get out of that grief? Um, well, the first thing I did was got away from churchy people because churchy people will have you um, not being honest about your feelings. They'll be like, God is good. We know this. Right. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. We know this. Right. But as a mother whose 10-year-old son 
that I had to bury. I had to deal with how I was feeling, whether it was to fall on the floor and scream and right. pull my hair out, whether, you know, whatever I had to do. And people don't allow people to do that anymore. Right. Because they, they look at that as a sign of weakness right. or a sign of a lack of trust in God. And maybe your trust is broken right. in God. But he knows this. Exactly. And he doesn't throw us away. And so when I remember um, at my son's funeral, which is part of the reason I left the church at my son's funeral. Um, you know, I was, I was hysterical. Right. I just, I could not wrap my mind right. around what was going on. And um, this lady came up to me and she said, you need to cut all of this out. Wow. And so it's like, what, what does she mean by that? She means like now? you stop with the hysterics okay. and the screaming and all mm -hmm. of those things. And so it makes you feel like embarrassed, like, right. oh my goodness, should I not be feeling mm -hmm. this? And so, so many people are walking around with unhealed grief. Right. You know, they won't reveal to God how they're really feeling. But what one thing I know about the enemy that we all have a breaking point. Right. And so that's why you see some people when they explode, they mm -hmm. explode because it's all of that stuff right. that has been held down. Building so up. Yes, yeah, so I tell people when someone passes away that you love, deal with how you really feel if you're angry that they weren't in your life, if you're angry that God took them, if you're angry that sickness, whatever it is, deal with what happened with them so that you're not 20 years down the line. Right. Wondering why I can't even love anybody. I can't let anything in and I can't let anything out. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so did you ever get to, I know you got to a place of just pure hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Can you um, tell us about this? Well, tell the viewers about the stories. So I think you've shared it with us. But tell the viewers when you got to a place of just pure, you know, hopelessness and, how, and who brought you back or what was it? Um, they brought you right back. So, so when I mean, they've had, there were so many situations like when my children and I were homeless, mm -hmm. and we were homeless and walking the street, and it's like we had all of this family that you know, like, oh my goodness, can I stay? Nope, you know, and and just you know, and 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 I know that people don't like to hear that because sometimes families they're embarrassed mm -hmm. or shamed by what they didn't do. Right. But what I do know is that. God allowed himself to rescue us right. so that he and he alone would get the glory. Right. Sometimes when people, when we're hopeless and someone comes up, if you don't have any money and someone comes up and gives you money and you don't understand that they did it through God, you right. begin to look and lean and depend on that person. Right. And <laughs> so when I was hopeless, um, God, it was him who, you know, you, that still small voice right. that's constantly telling you, that I love you, that you're important, that I have a plan for you if you can just hold on. So right. it was God and his amazing love and his mercy mm -hmm. that really drew me back from the brink of death right. to be here today. So and at one point, oh, go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. At one point, you were at the brink of death. Like you wanted to end it all and just be done with it. Yep. So one day, my aunt had my children. And um, I had decided that I was going to commit suicide. I had decided that, you know, that it was going to be over. And um, I remember going, walk to Walgreens and buying some Tylenol PM. And I had um, written a note and I had, you know, and even though. It's okay. The, 
the thing that I kept thinking about is that my children had already lost their brother. Right. And that they would come home and find me that way. Right. But I remember walking from Walgreens one day, that day, and this lady just passed by me. I didn't know her. I hadn't seen her before. She just passed by me and said, God loves you. Mm-hmm. And even when I got home, and even though I wanted to, I could just almost feel the presence of evil. Like I could feel someone saying, do it. And I could feel someone saying, hold on. And I could feel someone saying, you're not worth anything. Just do it. And so I realized, you know, it was my children that I did not want. They were already going through so much. Mm -hmm. And then that. You know, I just knew, even even though it was so small, there was that part of me that knew that if I could get through this, mm-hmm. that I'm going to be able to get through anything. Wow. So um, let me ask you, because a lot of people are hopeless. As you know, um, tons and tons of people kill themselves, you know, yes. um, all the time, yearly. Uh, celebrities who seem to have it all. So what do you think? Um, do you think it was because you knew Christ before or because you, you know, you had a little hope before? Um, because some people do get that hopeless and they do end it. And I, I really don't know. I know that that played a part in my in yeah. mine. But I think that sometimes because we're not letting people know that we're not OK. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're trying to hide it and keep it stuffed in and we're walking around like, oh, you know what? I'm OK. I'm OK. Right. And I think that even even us as Christians, we have to be able to. This is what intimacy with God does. Right. We have to be able to look past your exterior and say, sister, you're not OK. Right. What can I do to help you? Brother, you're not OK. What can I do to help you? And many times people are just suffering in silence, right. you mm-hmm. know, because my aunt did not know what I was planning, you know, nobody, because I think that sometimes when you tell people, they're like, Oh, it's just feeling like that. Oh, because, but you know, I just feel like we're not being honest with people Mm -hmm. and people aren't being prayerful about us. Right. So do you think that woman was an angel? Basically? I really do. I really, really, really do believe that she was somebody, she didn't say anything. She didn't say good evening. She just said, God loves you. Wow. Nothing else. Right before you were going to go right home. Right before I was on my way home to take the pills. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now looking back or looking forward, so went from homeless to now you have your own home. Mm-hmm. Your Both of your kids have their own home mm-hmm. and they're married. So, yes. again, our theme for the show is from a crown of ashes to a crown of beauty. Mm-hmm. So although you went through that homelessness going forward, you won't ever have to deal with that again. Amen. And Amen. not just you, but your kids too, your yes. children and generations to come. Yes. So that brings us back to mother of kingdom. Mm-hmm. So um, Ebony, go ahead and tell us who the Bible character of um, the week is. Okay. So um, I'm so glad I chose Hagar for you. Um, so this is my first time meeting Carmelie. Um yes. Marche has known her for a while, so I did not know you, but um, I asked Marche to send me a bio. Mm-hmm. I was like, send me um, her bio. And then when I was reading it, um, I just was, I just shook my head. I'm just like, um, I just saw power. You know, yes. I just saw power. And I'm just like, well, let me look up other women in the Bible who may have strayed from God. And yes. then when I uh, read Hagar's story, like I said, y'all couldn't hear me the first time because we, because <laughs> the mute um, was on. But anyways, but um, when I read Hagar's story, um, like I said, she always had, it seemed to, it seemed that she's had like a small part, you yes. know, in the story. She was just Abraham's 
you know, slave mm-hmm. or whatever. But when I actually read it, I was just like, she she played a bigger part. And yes. she had her own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And she did stray from God um, at one point. Mm-hmm. But God, um, if you read in Genesis, um, so pretty much the book of Genesis, in Genesis 16, it says that she knew him personally. Mm-hmm. And he, he pretty much gave her his own covenant, his yes. own promise. And he promised that because um, she was afraid for her son Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And much like you, um, you know, you lost your son. And like I told you guys earlier, the enemy tries to get us distracted by the killing, the stealing, and the destroying. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to destroy that in you and wanted yes. you to turn away from Christ. Yes. But God also had another plan. He also had another purpose for you. Mm-hmm. And his purpose was that I'm going to make you a mother over many nations, like Amen. he said with Hagar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you many uh, mothers over, you know, over the kingdoms. And mm-hmm. so with Hagar, pretty much the same thing. Um, he, he told her that. He said, you will be the mother over many nations. Um, and she didn't know how. You know, all the time we we when he gives us gives us a promise, mm-hmm. we don't know how, we no. can't see it. Mm-hmm. But when I read your story, um, the first thing that stood out to me were um, was when you said, "I have two children." Like I told you, most people just mention their biological children, but then you said, "I have, um, you know, your uh, son-in-law and your daughter-in-law," mm-hmm. and that stood out. I'm just like, okay, yes. so although she lost one son mm-hmm. she has four more now yes. and then when I started reading more and I started reading I said okay she got these books she has this mm-hmm. ministry mm-hmm. over women you're mm-hmm. the mother over them mm-hmm. so I just literally was so excited I, t- mm-hmm. I literally yeah. told Marche I text her I'm just like girl we got something I'm just like <laughs> right here you know this is she she's the mother over many 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 mm-hmm. and from um, those who don't have a spiritual eye they yes. will look at it and say oh you know she lost her son and that's it yes. well if you don't if you don't have a heavenly perspective mm-hmm. or eternal perspective mm-hmm. you will look at that and look at the world and what happened but when you have that perspective in Christ and you know that then you know that look at look what God did you yes, know and you are yes. a powerful woman um, thank you. I'm, I'm really intrigued you Amen. know seriously thank just you. sitting right here I'm just um, you can just see the power you can just see the anointing Amen. on you thank you can you. see just what he had what he had planned for you and what he has planned for you yes. so yeah thank you thank you amazing don't be looking <laughs> over here <laughs> Hagar was uh, Abraham's slave, like she said. Sarah, both Sarah and Abraham didn't believe that they were going to have kids, so they weren't in a trusting season with the Lord. So um, Sarah told Abraham to sleep with Hagar, have a child by her, and it caused all of this drama between Sarah and Hagar, and Sarah basically was doing, like, treating her harshly. Uh Um, Hagar ran away to the desert. And that's when she saw God. So God spoke to her. Um, she actually called him, is it Jehovah El- Rohi? Ro- or El Rohi? It's like El Roi. So, yeah, it means the guy who sees us. So he told her then, you're going to, again, be a mother of many nations. And she went back to Sarah and Abraham. Sarah had Isaac. Yeah, Ishmael was jealous of Isaac and causing problems, uh-huh. so Sarah sent them away again, um, and it grieved Abraham, but he, you know, sent them away with food. They ran out of food. They're in the desert. Literally, um, Hagar was basically didn't want to watch her son um, starve to death, so mm-hmm. she literally set him down and walked away because she didn't want to see him die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God came to her again and spoke to her and showed her where she could get some water and basically saved them and fulfilled the promise that he had made to her yes. before since before Ishmael was born. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then um, also, you know, the first time he asked her, and like I said, that was something else that resonated with your story, because he asked her, it's Genesis 16, 8, 11, he said, the angel um, asked her, where have you come from and where are you going? Mm -hmm. Same thing with you, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that, that's a reflection of your past. Where have you come from? Mm -hmm. So we come from this life of sin yes. before Christ, and we come from this life of, you know, uh, just being bound, just mm -hmm. being, you know, um, just tied or whatever, tied up, and he says, where are you going? Yes. So with Christ, we know where we're going. We yes. know what Christ has promised yes. us. Yes. So um, we see where you're going, Amen. you know. It's, it's, <laughs> when we're, I'm serious. When I read your bio, I was just like, um, man, this woman got a lot of stuff, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. going for it. So, um, yes. yeah. yeah. So basically, he turned around all that was meant for your Everything. evil. Yep. Not just evil, but when we were talking about what to title your show or this episode, I literally told Ebony several times, I'm like, what is a phrase we can use to show when God literally rescues you, not just rescues you or saves you, but mm -hmm. you were at the point of death, like you were literally on death's doorstep. So mm -hmm. like you said, you had a voice saying do it and you had another voice, the Holy Spirit saying mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is. Like we are literally mere humans, but we have these pa more powerful spiritual beings mm -hmm. on the opposite side mm -hmm. trying to direct us and tell us what to do. Absolutely. So, and if you don't have that, like you said, your own relationship with God, speaking to Him mm -hmm. and anchored to Him, yes. like you're you're going to be lost in this you world because are. you yeah. see how just strong those evil forces are, yes. and you know how that flesh is, mm -hmm. and so you have to constantly stay grounded. You have to constantly stay anchored with Christ mm -hmm. and have your own personal relationship with Him, not just you know going to seminars or going. Of course, mm -hmm. going to church is good. Right. Yes. Fellowship is good, yes. but community is good. Mm -hmm. But you have to have your own personal relationship with Him because nobody else can hear. That's the right. things, the spiritual right. things that are going on in your own mind. Yes. And that's why um, Joyce always calls it the battlefield of the mind because mm -hmm. that's literally where the battle is going that's on. Right. And, that's right. and that's the battle that God overcame for you when you were at your weakest mm -hmm. moment, mm -hmm. couldn't mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. He did that. He, and with something so simple as somebody saying God loves you. Mm -hmm. yes. That was one simple thing mm -hmm. at that perfect time. Yes. His timing is perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Saved your life. Yes. Same thing with Hagar. Mm -hmm. They were literally in the desert. She had to put her own child down just not to watch him die. She, they were at the point of death, and right mm -hmm. then he comes in, speaks to her, okay, here's some water right, right. here. Mm -hmm. He rejuvenates her, revives her, saves yes. their lives mm -hmm. from death. Mm -hmm. So you just have a powerful story mm -hmm. and Thank a you. testimony. And like you said in your bio, he took those bad things. He took the grief from the loss of a son, which a lot of people can't get over. Mm -hmm. yeah. He took the homelessness. Mm -hmm. He took you dropping out of high school. Everything, mm -hmm. so my, I literally wrote that down. Satan throw your best shot like he mm. does that he yes. Satan does he's mm -hmm. very good at throwing mm -hmm. his best shot he's going to do that mm -hmm. and as pastor Tony Evans always says he but he goes too far that's the mm -hmm. thing he throws his best <laughs> shot and then he goes too far mm -hmm. because you know God like God is not going to let you win he's not going to let you have the last word no. you're not going to have your way right, that's right. back with you that's with Hagar that's with Job mm -hmm. he, Satan literally is coming into the heavenly realm saying you know I'm going back and forth walking the earth and mm -hmm. God literally says okay well have you considered Job mm -hmm. you can do this this and this but you can't take his life or you can't touch his life you mm -hmm. can do all these things so again throw your best shot mm -hmm. but you see how Job ended up yes, mm -hmm. he had his um, latter days are better than his former mm -hmm. days right. and it's the mm -hmm. same thing for you your mm -hmm. latter days will be better than your former mm -hmm. so even though you did drop out of high school even though you did have a baby at 16 mm -hmm. even though you were in an abusive relationship even though you were homeless even though you felt like you were rejected by your own family and that you didn't have anybody mm -hmm. look where you are now mm -hmm. and like I'm getting chills yeah. just saying that because <laughs> mm -hmm. just looking at you like she said you can see the anointing you can see the glow mm -hmm. on your face you can mm -hmm. see the light in your face mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and it makes your story even more beautiful because of how much you went through right. just yeah. to get to this point. Yeah. So it's powerful. Again, Satan, you have shot your best shot. It's mm-hmm. done. You've already been defeated. Like, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Now, we, you are going to hear us grumbling. We don't like it when yeah. we're going right. through these things. It's hard. It's tough. Mm-hmm. You need support around you. Mm-hmm. You need that word. You need to stand on that word. And you do, like you said, have to trust God. Because if yes. you're not trusting him, it's going to be even harder yes. when you're trying to get through. And then um, Hagar, in the story, it also says that God, um, Genesis 16, 12, God has heard of your afflictions. That's what yes. the angel told her. So he hears our groaning. Right. So yes. he knows exactly Absolutely. what we're going through. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly when we're at the point of, um, you know, just giving up. Giving so, up. Yes. Um, yeah. So wow. that's what you said. Like, so us. God sees us and he hears us. He knows all that's going on. And why does he know all that's going on? Because of Jesus. Jesus yes. went through every single thing we could ever yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. He's already done it. And he defeated all of that. He dealt with all of that on the cross. He defeated death itself. So, again, when we do lose loved ones, mm-hmm. like, they're not just lost. They're no. not just gone. They're not no. just destroyed. They're literally in perfect peace, which is where we're all trying to get to. Yeah. So, yes, it hurts in our earthly eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, death is one of those things to me. I'm just like. How do you thing. get? Yes, yeah. it's one of that's it's some other thing. You know, it's obviously a lot of other trials and tribulations you go through. But death is one thing. I'm just like, God, why? Like, why can't we all just die at the same time? Like, why can't you just come get us at the same time? Because it hurt. Like, it I does. don't, I don't know how to minister for that. You I know just what? I watched this one thing on Oprah, uh, Oprah's life chapter the other day. So um, there was this man on there. I can't remember his name. I have to tell you later. But anyways. Um, it was a couple on there they had just lost their son um so they had twins mm-hmm. one of them passed away um mm-hmm. one was four days old there was a man on there i don't know if he was a psychologist or something but he he literally was trying to help them get through grief because mm-hmm. or that i think the, the the other um child that grew up you know was growing up you know was was having you know like a normal life or whatever but they were still stuck on this twin that passed away right. and and what he said was you know you have to celebrate those four days you know wow. because even though he died you know those four days look we're 20 years and so his life is still something because we're talking about it 20 years right. down the line yes. Yes. and then um you know it's all about one what you focus on right. and one you know um just being spiritual you have to be spiritual because right. if we look at it from our you know earthly eyes our, our feelings then we will st- be stuck on the four days or you know right. for 10 years and right. i'm not saying that it's not hard right. Right. you know right. i'm right. not saying that at all i'm right. just saying you have to um know that god um God's plan, you know, is is His perfect plan, right? right. And um, and that it still has meaning, and it still mm-hmm. has, um, you know, His life still has meaning. So mm-hmm. it was really powerful. So I can't wow. remember. Um, no, that yeah, is. It was yes. good. Yes, so is. going yes. back to again, and there's so many things in life on what you focus on, what you're focusing mm-hmm. your mind on. Yes. Um, okay, so let's see. We talked about Hagar. We talked about how he has taken all of those crowns of ashes because mm-hmm. you've had several um, and changed them all into crowns of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually quoted this in your bio, uh, one of your life verses, Romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and for y'all that don't know, uh, so her, of course, her ministry is New Beginnings. Her favorite number is the number eight. <laughs> We're in the month of August, yes. um, the last day of August. Mm-hmm. Um, so Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, Mm -hmm. to them who are called according to his purpose. So you've definitely been called by God. You have a ministry. You want to help other women and men overcome Mm -hmm. the things that they're going through, the struggles that they're having in their lives. And 
how else can you show somebody else how to get out of something if you haven't traversed done it first? Absolutely. I mean, if you yourself hasn't haven't done it yourself that's first, right. so that's, right. that's why your testimony is so powerful, and mm-hmm. that's why you're able to do what you're doing and minister to those around you so well mm-hmm. and with the spirit of excellence. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your um, faith and flavor. Oh my God, I love faith and flavor. <laughs> um, so, so the name actually came from my son-in-law. We okay. were trying to, I was throwing things out there. And so he said, um, you know, why don't you call it faith and flavor? And so what it is, is it is the love of God, the love of his people, and just combining food with that. And then talking about real issues that are not talked about you know in the pool pit right like things that like we talked about body shame right it's not talked about in the pool pit but yet we're still struggling exactly with it. we're not talking about low self-esteem right because we think just just because we tell somebody you know um you're the apple of god's eye that right. that really it doesn't always resonate it doesn't always penetrate right and so um, we want to sit around over a steak or over some gumbo or over <laughs> something and talk about the issues that are taboo right. in the pulpit, right. but that we are going home with our Bibles, lipstick, big hats, nice suits, and still we're dead on the inside. Right. We're mm-hmm. broken. We don't not feel good. We're right. not being at all, right. not being transformed at all. That is right. the word. Right. And so um, that's what faith and flavor. So once a month, um, we, we, until God says do it every month, right. you know, every week or whatever. Once a month we have someone over. Okay. And our next guest, we're going to talk about, Sister, I'm not your competition. Okay. You know, okay. And, yeah, because we, you know, so many times as sisters, we just look over each other, right. we mm-hmm. misjudge, we mislead, we do all of those things. And if we all, like we were talking about earlier, if we all came together, right. um, it would just be, we would tear the exactly. kingdom of darkness down. Exactly. But sometimes we're assisting the enemy right. and tearing our brothers and sisters down. So that's what faith and flavor was just birthed out of my love for cooking. I don't consider myself a chef because I she think when you say chef, chef, some people get it. You're not a crack classy <laughs> woman. Just mind your business. But I love cooking and it's and it's really therapeutic for me. You know, when I'm right. in the kitchen and sometimes like when um when I went and bought, the Lord was telling me about the sifter. Okay. So I went and bought the sifter, and he was showing me how he sifted through our lives. Wow. He's taking out the impurities mm. and taking out. So when you sift flour, right. flour becomes lighter. Mm-hmm. When God sifts our life, it right. becomes lighter. Right. Mm. And so, so mm. I, that's, that's what, and I would love for you both to be a guest one day. I was when just going to ask, please. <laughs> yes, I yes, yes, I would love wait. for you all to come and be a guest with me. So, so yes, guys, good. please go follow her page. Thank it's you. Faith and Flavor yes. on Instagram, yes. Facebook. Yes. Okay, so please go follow her page, hear the good word from her, and see the good, wonderful, delicious food she makes. Um, okay, so that's your about or piece of your ministry um talk about your book the wilderness really quickly um tell me again what you said it was about so the wilderness was that time when um when my ex-husband decided he didn't want to be married anymore okay and um he literally i literally lost everything that i owned Mm -hmm. 
Um, I went from living in the house with him, mm-hmm. having a car. I was driving a Lexus convertible. Wow. Um, had every kind of purse and jewelry that it took literally sleeping on my daughter's sofa for 18 months. Wow. And in that time, I, at first I was like, I mean, I would just be crying as soon as my daughter left for work. She, you know, I didn't want her to see, you know, how right. broken I was. Right. I would just be crying and, oh, my God, I just can't believe it, right? What are you, you know, and all right. of those things. And then God began to show me that the wilderness is not to kill you. Right. When he took the children of Israel through the wilderness, it was not to kill them. He right. wanted them to get rid of some of those mindsets. Right. He wanted them to completely depend on him. Right. But doesn't it almost, because I've been in the wilderness, yeah. doesn't it almost feel like you're it, going it, to die? It does, <laughs> because he's saying, I'm not trying to kill you, Jesus. but it's like, God, why are you trying to kill me? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that's it. And it's to, so in that time, not only is is he taking things off of you, but he's filling you. Right. And he's telling you who you are. Right. And he's showing you who you are so that when things come, you're not, you know, you're not affected by them right. the way you, you, you once were. Right. And so that's what that was birthed out of. Okay. Yes. So basically he took you through the wilderness of divorce. Yes. Had to start all the way all over. The way over. <laughs> all the way over. All the way over. Just out of nowhere. Yes. And... So what was he depositing into you? Like, what was he removing, giving you? What was he doing during that time period? I depended on my Mm ex-husband almost to breathe because he had money. Right. And so I wanted money. Right. So I depended on him for everything, and God was just a second. You know, he was second. And so I said he was first, Mm -hmm. but God knows. When 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 they didn't renew my contract at my job, um, I told him, I said, I'm okay because God has me. Right. But I really didn't mean that. Okay. I meant my ex-husband has me. Right. And so God kicked that crutch from under wow. me. So it's like, no, you're not going to depend on anybody. Mm. You're going to depend on me because this is, God hears our prayers. Right. He hears our heart. When we say, God, I want all of you. Right. He's saying, okay, I, you, you didn't ask for a hard thing, right. but it might be hard for you. And so he had me to, you know, to lean and depend on him. He showed me who I am, that you're not thrown away. You're right. not this high school dropout. You're not the girl who just got pregnant. Right. You're not someone who was just molested, but you are fearfully and wonderfully mm. made in my image. I love you. I right. loved you when you were out there. I love you when you're in here. Wow. And so it was just so much that he deposited right. in me and made me, if once we know who we are, are in right. God, mm. we are forced to be reckoned right. with. So, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, for um, how you okay, what he's doing or what he was doing at that time um, when you were still married to your husband, mm-hmm. did you do you will you call that like basically you made him an idol? Oh my God! Uh, definitely. Okay, that's, that's the perfect word. Don't you didn't have to struggle with it. She was like, "Struggle." I don't that was stuttering. <laughs> yes, I could not get it out. I'm sorry. I don't want to say it's been that. A long day. Yeah. No, yeah, but it, he was an idol. He was. Okay, so yes. we actually just talked about that last week about how when we're waiting for an answer from God, or we, you know, have prayed for something and it's not here yet, mm-hmm. how we have to keep ourselves from making that request yes. an idol. Because yes. of course, when you're waiting so long for something, 
all most of your prayers are going to be geared towards okay god where you at or right. when are you going to get this yes. especially when you see other people getting it yes mm -hmm. so knowing that you made your husband an idol and he had to get you out of that how what advice would you give to other people to not depend on man so much trust god yeah. trust god when god says he's going to do something you cannot look at the situation you cannot look at the circumstances mm -hmm. you have to have this knowing seated in your heart mm -hmm. that says that god because you said that this is going to happen i believe that it's going to happen mm -hmm. um may i share a story yes. quickly so it's like when i when i, I wanted this lexus mm -hmm. lexus this was just Oh my God, Matador red, mm -hmm. you know, convertible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And so when I went to the Lexus dealership to get it, mm -hmm. they told me my credit wasn't good enough for it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted it so bad, and I believed that God was going to give it to me. But right. I went home and I told my husband. And when I told him, he had perfect credit. He had money and all of those things. And so he went and he signed for me to get the Lexus. And I knew when I drove off the lot that it was not God's will wow. for me. And so everywhere we would go, when people would be like, oh, my God, that is a beautiful car. Mm -hmm. I would say God gave this to me. And he would say, nope, God didn't have anything to do with right. this. I gave that to mm. you. And so you see how I took the glory from God right. and mm -hmm. gave it to him. Right. And so in when we are waiting and depending on God, the Lexus might still be in my driveway right. had I waited the appointed time right. and not, you know, got ahead. I had a perfectly good car. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because I wasn't healed, because mm -hmm. I wasn't who God said I was, I mean, I wasn't walking in that. Right. I was filling those voids with things. Right. And that car was one of those things. And so when the divorce came, guess what went with the divorce? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That Matador Red. That Matador Red <laughs> <laughs> Lexus. So, so that's why I would say just depend on God okay. and wait and with, wait with patience, wait with expectation, wait with anticipation that God is faithful to his word. Okay, so this waiting, as you know, <laughs> is very hard nowadays. Yes. Since we have, you know, just technology, everything is just quick. You get it right then and there. Yes. How can you wait well? So I know you're saying wait with expectation, wait with patience, but how do you do that? It comes from being intimate with God because if you're intimate with God, more and more you are matured in God. And more and more, you're not looking at things. You're not just seeking after God for things. You're seeking after him for his face. I want to see your glory in my life. I want to I be used by you. It's more than just houses and cars right. and, you know, better jobs and all of those things. But it comes from that intimacy with him. Because the more time you spend with God, the more the flesh has to get under subjection. Because right. the flesh is no longer ruling. Right. Now I'm, I'm walking in the spirit. Now... When the flesh is rising up saying, oh, you know, like screaming like a hungry child, right. you can say, no, you know, I know that my redeemer lives. I know that God is ha has me. I know he knows my every need. And so, you know, so I think it's, it starts with that intimacy, that one on one with God. Mm -hmm. OK, I, um, I saw a meme the other day and it said, um. It said, how do you wait well? It says, well, what do waiters do? Waiters serve. That's right. So That's I right. think, um, you know, by serving. You know, yes, well, yes, by, that, um, that is good. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Last thing. Um, 
So Ebony had found a verse. She's talked about it before about um, how God doesn't show favoritism. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, do you have that verse? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At some point you did before right. all this drama that we had today. I do. It's Acts um, 10, 34 through 35. God is not a respecter of persons. Yes. Okay. So uh, something you said earlier about, you know, I'm not the girl that had a baby at 16. I'm not um, the girl that was abused. I'm not the girl that's the dropout of high school or whatever. Same thing with Hagar. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a slave, basically a mistress. She was looked down on Mm -hmm. by Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, you know, now she's not, like you said, not too many people talk about her out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So, but God still, like you said, made a covenant with her. He still Mm -hmm. promised her. He made her a mother of many. And same thing with you. He's he doesn't show favoritism, but what the world sees as oh, you know, we can just we're not worried about you because you did this, you did this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Right. The world discounts you, but as long as God has chosen you and anointed you and appointed you, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if the whole world is against you. That's as right. long as God is for you, That's you're good. Really. That's right. So I just want to again applaud you for. Not giving up, number one. Mm-hmm. I know it was God's, literal his angels coming down here to make sure that you did not mm-hmm. give up, mm-hmm. which is Ebony's favorite verse, for such a time as this, because yeah. you were yes. needed in the kingdom. You yes. are needed Amen. in the kingdom now. Um, and we just want to thank you for being mm-hmm. our very first in-studio guest. Yes. You have been amazing. Your amazing. story is amazing <laughs> yes. and powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll just close it out with a prayer from you for okay. our um, guests. All righty. Thank you all thank so much. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you all for having me. I just, it's been a pleasure. And to, you know, like just meeting Ebony, it just feels like I've been knowing her a long time. We've <laughs> That's laughed. That's what they be yeah. saying. <laughs> yes, you kidding. all thank are you, beautiful. <laughs> and I'm, I pray that this will just, just change so many lives. Amen. As you all remain resilient. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, have tenacity yes, because yes. The, the trials are going to come. Right, mm-hmm. right. So thank you all so much for allowing me this opportunity so we can pray. Yes, thank you. So dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what was said today, God. We thank you for what you're doing in and through our lives. Father, we thank you and we pray that you were glorified in every word that was spoken here today. We pray, God, that hearts were changed, transformed, Lord God. We pray that someone was healed, set free and delivered Lord God by your power it is not us Lord God it is you through us Lord God we thank you for the testimony Lord God everybody has a testimony they may not have lost a son but God everybody has a testimony and your word says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony so I pray God that you will use the testimony of your people to set others free God that they will walk in the plans and the purpose that you have. I pray for this podcast. I pray that your anointing will be on it. I, Lord God, I pray that no weapon formed against it will be able to prosper. I pray for every person listening, every household represented. Lord God, that you would heal, set free, that you would show up and show out in the lives of your people. And it's in Jesus's Jesus awesome name Jesus we pray. Name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Man, and Satan, man. you shot your best shot today, yes. but we still had this yes. podcast. Yes. We got it out. 
The Amen. testimony has been received. Yes. People have been healed by it, and yes. you lost yet again. Amen. Amen. Okay, so have yes. a wonderful weekend, a weekend and y'all. we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>